0: Boy, another oh coast boy. to coast.
1: Yeah, I ain't been called a boy in a while. How you doing, buddy? Doing good. We took a week off
0: there. Oh yeah, happened, we were like, yeah, we're gonna take some time. It wasn't all intentional. I did. I think it just happened. No, but you know, it don't hurt. We've we've pumped out twenty four episodes already this season. That's right. That's right. We've 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 been humping it. Like
1: <laughs> we beat. We shattered season three's. <laughs> <episode> horrible. number. <laughs> Um. Oh, yeah. Man. So, gonna do the thing, buddy. You're better at it. Not like, else subscribe,
0: after. comment, share stuff. Go down there and take a look around in our description. Don't go down there. That's bad. No, no. In the chat. Yeah. Don't go. Down Married. There. Don't do that. Put that to me. Um.
1: <laughs> also, if you've been following our Let's Get Vocal, um, we also took about a week off from, um, things. Let's Get Vocal with guests and things like that. But we do have some coming up so if you enjoyed Good. that don't worry it's coming back we just took a little time off okay um also the competition uh perfectly puzzled with uh main stage and in affiliation with with rebel sky radio as well that's also still going on we're actually in the finals starting what yesterday um and we have we do have a guest coming up i'm not going to say who it is but this particular person has won two weeks in a row. I'm excited about getting her on sometime this week be able to reveal that as well. So um, mm-hmm. stay tuned for that..
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Brandon's not here tonight because he is uh super overworked, and he had to to put his main job in front of this high paying hobby that we have. You you taking a smaller pay to do that that's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about um so beans bullets and bullets yeah and beans we're gonna and talk about bullets and band-aids and things like and that yeah. how was that Nick? he did not do that as well as he did the outlaw
0: women one I can tell you that
2: yeah kept, right
0: kept, kept forgetting the band aid part beans and bullets and beans and bullets sounds like bean bullets and and Scooby Doo bandages that yeah, was piss poor um
1: I, do we want to pose that question that we were gonna talk about a month or two ago when this this kind of episode came back up. Which one is the most important of those three to you? We start with Mary, unless Mary wants to have time to think about it. So we can start it with that. So the question is, I think it'd be a good, good starting point. The question is of the beans, bullets, and band-aids title that pretty much encompasses everything you need in case you got a seventy-two hour situation, you know, inclement, you know, weather disaster area, whatever, um, civil unrest, whatever your case is, and you need to get out or whatever and take off. What is most important to you personally of the beans, bullets, and band And if you don't know what beans, bullets, and band-aids are, you need to go back and watch some of our episodes. Okay, because that's really sad. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: So are Both you asking bullets. me?
1: If you want time to think about it, Nick might have an answer already. Do you have an answer? I mean, I kind of throw it at you, Mary. Know, well, I far.
2: have an answer, but it's oh well no go then. aren't gonna Look like it because it's a snappy, long answer.
1: <laughs> no, please go. We we have uh we have time.
2: I think it depends on I think it depends on where you're located. Do you have a fresh water source? Um
1: in your in your situation right now.
2: Personally in my situation you? right yes. now, personally. Yes. It would be oh, I don't I don't want to say personally for me. Um for me it would be band aids.
1: Okay, so medical stuff. Okay. Yeah. For, Most personally for me that's, that's your that's your focus point right what you're right saying, because oh, that's what that i'm meat.
2: that's what i'm lacking on i have a fresh okay. water source i know i can build fire um i have the ability and some shelter already um in place so that's I, i'm not saying that's something that everybody needs to focus on first or that sure. that's what i would focus on first in every survival scenario, but for me personally, band-aids is what I would focus on right now because that's what's more lacking for me.
1: And and some people like 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 you, um, it's obviously it's more than just band aids, it's it's medical, it's prescriptions, it's treatments, it's things like that that if if everything stopped you'd be in a bad spot, right?
2: <laughs> well, yeah. I mean it, it, it it could be I've I've kind of been in a bad spot without having sure, a doctor, yeah. you know, previously. So I've gone a few months, but um was I hope your none answer would your answer been listening. different?
1: <laughs> would it been different a couple of months ago before you got in that bad spot or would it be the same?
2: Uh I had a pretty good I, I had a pretty good stockpile a few months ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if I had the stockpile that I had in December of last year. Uh, yeah. my answer might've been a little different. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: What about you, Nick? Have you had time to think
0: about it? Well, yeah, actually last two we, months. I answered it before. Well, like we the did answer so my opinion is bullets for me. Because I can protect myself and my family. And I can also gain the beans with the bullets. Because I can hunt food, mm-hmm. whereas if I have the food, yeah, I'm eating. But if I have to protect my family, what I'm going to do? Throw a bean at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so if you like don't, it's a magic bean, the bullets do the protection part, and it also can take care of the bean part. I mean, let's so I'm going
2: to say before ac- Ferris acorns. before Ferris chimes <laughs> in and makes me sound really stupid. No, I'm no. gonna say that there's a caveat to each answer. There's each always, of always. those, each of those are tradable. You know, the, those are items that you can barter yeah. for other items. So anybody could. They answer. have value you, in those situations, right? There's, there's really not a wrong answer. So all well, of I, the, all of the above, but so I have okay. two
1: answers, but really only one. My original answer would have been whatever I am deficient in, like your logic, Mary, um, which is um probably the beans. Um they have a fairly fairly large family. It takes a lot to feed them, so it makes it more difficult to stockpile um food storage and things like that. Um so my actual answer though is is bullets. I think Nick is is correct and i want to maybe jump on a limb and correct you not really collect you but speak a little further to that you're not you're not talking about robbing people you're talking about you know, like putting your service out there or hunting you know right. maybe protecting others because you have the means to do so things like that yeah that's kind of what i meant to um and in and, and my age as i get older that may change um my dad is is late 70s he's He's probably more like Mary at this point, as far as the band aids, because he is older and he is starting to have health issues and things like that. And it is deficient on his um, supplies and, and access. If something like that would happen, you know, he's got everything else. He's been doing it for years. Um, so I would have to say bullets at this age that I am right now, because I can work still. I can I can put myself out there to to hunt and gather, that kind of thing. Um, and that that that's not just bullets and guns, that's also bow and arrow. Anything you would use to hunt, fish, you know, gather. Bids, it's yeah. bazookas. Well yeah,
0: we don't <laughs> get borrowed for that shit. Molotov cocktails. No. When's the last time you heard somebody talk about a bazooka? Bazooka. It's been a long time since I've I've talked about a bazooka. Or Uzis, Back in the eighties. It was all the about the Uzis back then. Yeah.
2: Nowadays when people say bazooka, I think about bubblegum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so speaking of bullets and beans,
1: bullets and band-aids, those are those are broad, right? But I have a list here. I actually uh developed a list a long time ago with some other people and it was pretty in depth, pretty lengthy, but I I can't seem to find it. So I know I have it somewhere. It's probably on a flash drive among fifty that I have. Um, but I was able to find one online, so it's not necessarily mine, but it's a broad, its just a generic multi-use survival items. Um, and so, so just before we get this list, Mary, what's one you could think of that would be a multi-use item that you would couldn't really live without because it is multi-use?
2: A knife. A knife.
1: Okay. Mm. What about you, Nick? Cannot be knife. Cannot be knife. Cannot be a knife. She
0: already used that one um like trip wire or string real strong string
1: okay yeah and it doesn't really matter how much as long as it's sufficient because it's reusable right that's that's the other key thing to this stuff reusable um a couple of reasons for that obviously you want to be able to use it over and over again you know but you also don't want to leave a lot of things behind you know you want you want to keep and when I was raised in Boy Scouts, one of the first things they taught us is being good stewards of the environment. You know, pick up after yourself, don't leave it how you found it, that kind of thing. You know, when you're camping, hiking, adventure, whatever. Um, and I always, that always stuck with me. Um, it does help with the keep the litter down. And and then people don't know where you've been. Maybe you don't want that to happen. You don't want people to know where you've been. You know, so being able to reuse an item and keep it with you is better than just discarding it. Because um, at some point it was, uh, it was a waste of space and weight on your person, and then you discarded it. So it was just a waste. All you know, maybe use it a couple of times or whatever. But getting into the list, I want to talk about some, if not all, these.
0: Um, yeah, I'm kind of curious about this list because there's a lot of things that people don't realize it's something that would be good to have. A lot of these are going to be like things.
1: Yeah, a lot of these going to be like, oh, that makes sense, and some are be like, oh, I never thought about that, and that's the whole point. Um, so the first one is a survival hatchet and when i say that usually these hatchets you've probably seen them they have several different things about them that that makes it beyond just a hatchet they may have some type of um i forget what to call it, but multi-use wrench built into the head of it uh they may yeah. have um something in the handle you know just multi-use like the old the old knives used to be the military knives you had a compass you had a matchbox in there in the handle that kind of thing not just a regular hatchet, but one that is versatile. It has other different amenities about it, kind of like a Swiss Army hatchet, I guess, if you will. Um, that Swiss one makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean, it <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, obviously, it's used for it's used, the uses of it is self explanatory, but it's also a pride tool, a shovel, a wrench. Um, it's, it, it should be heavy duty, should be comfortable. I know that I bought one for me and uh, my stepson. I think last Christmas, we both got it. I got it myself too, because I liked it. But the handle on it is, it's basically flat with paracord on it. I got one It was a there. good deal. Um, it's uncomfortable to me. You know, I'd rather have a round handle, but it works. It makes, you know, it's small, it's compact. It it It's good for camping, things like that. Mm-hmm. But long-term, I think I'd want a round handle that's a more comfortable hold. But that's just, that's personal preference. Um, survival Whistle. Mm-hmm. I don't really know how. I mean, I guess the the use is versatile in it. What you can use it for, um, tax on one person or a group, or notification of location, or you know, you're lost. You know what I mean? I mean, there's several ways that you can use a whistle, but it's just good to have. Um, you may never need it. You may never want to use it. I don't know. Multi tool. Like a Gerber, or I forget what the other one's called, It's pretty popular. Um, that kind of goes without saying. There's all a kinds handy of stuff dandy fence tool. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's it's definitely that should to me. I think that should be aside from the knife, like Mary mentioned. That should probably be your first purchase if you don't have anything. Like you've never been camping or hiking or nothing, get a multi tool. And it's basically pliers and it got different size knives in there and corkscrew and can opener and you know, Swiss Army type situation. Yeah. Uh tarp. Now why would a
0: tarp be needed? Several reasons. What are those? Well, one, if you're on the go and weather is coming and you need just something quick to get under. True. Sure. So shelter.
2: You could also use it, well, you can use it for multiple things, but if you don't have a freshwater source and you have a clean tarp, you can use it to collect rainwater. Mm -hmm.
1: Even if the tarp's not clean, you can still sanitize the water later.
0: Yeah, bullet.
1: Yep. How about um, medical use? Stretcher? Yeah. How about even smaller medical use, you know, for maybe not bandages, but tourniquets, things like that. I mean, it's. It's a tarp. It could be cut smaller. I mean, it, obviously, you wouldn't want to do that, but it is a use. You don't have anything else. There's a lot of different things that that you can use a tarp for.
0: Uh, plastic bags. <laughs> Those are good for the. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Nick's going to put one in a five-gallon bucket. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, Instead obviously, you, a can, hole.
1: <laughs> you can store things in them. They're, they're they're compact. And I'm thinking, like, you could probably go with trash bags. But I was thinking, like, Walmart bags, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, obviously, trash bags, too. We transport water in them, organize things like food, um, store food, keep garments dry, clothes, shoes, you know, whatever. Um, we we made early on we learned that keeping your clothes dry is key when you're going to go camping or hiking and we made up it's always a religious thing that we wrapped everything that we didn't want to get wet inside of a backpack inside of a Mm -hmm. plastic bag that's just you know how you do it
0: you know those bags are good for and you're going to think it's funny we used to do it as kids during the winter with freaking bread bags Yep, if you don't have waterproof shoes and you're on the go and it's wet, you can put them on your feet and then put them in your shoes so that your feet. Don't oh, yeah, dry. I don't think that's funny. I've to had take... to do that. I've had keep to do your that. Feet dry. absolutely.
2: Duct tape. Sorry,
1: that was actually the one after this one. Uh, the next one is actually a survival <laughs> knife. Um, and that's a step above a regular pocket knife or a knife. I mean, it's got. All kinds of stuff in it. All right, that's you know it's got, got it's got different tools in the in the blade and all that stuff too. But um, and I wouldn't say these are elaborate things. They're just suggestions that have extra things too that make them multi-use. Right, a knife already is multi-use, but why not buy one that's got different things that come with it that you know you're going to use or could use. Duct tape. Um, there's a lot of reasons to use duct tape now. Forget about in the in an unrest situation or a bug out or whatever. You, every household needs duct tape. Every vehicle needs duct tape. Yeah, and if, you're if trying you don't to have, have waterproof people...
2: shoes, you're going to want to duct tape those <laughs> yeah. grocery bags around your shoes. I, I never angle. thought
1: about it, but duct tape is actually a really good mole scan for inside your shoe
0: to prevent blisters. I never used it for that, but that's actually a really good idea. It's also good for if your shoes come apart, you can tape it back together for a Oh, little yeah, while. definitely. And then put a plastic bag around it so it'll not get wet. <laughs> and then if you're trying to be quiet and not get caught because maybe there's a war going on, it's good for duct and mouths of people that you can't keep That's quiet. right. <laughs> I can think of a few people that, that that would need that.
1: Um, Bandana. Obviously, what's some uses for a bandana? Diaper. Di- why would you go straight <laughs> to the butt with the diaper? <laughs> Bandana, wow, it's true.
2: <laughs> Do it you ever true. feel sorry for Lynn, though? <laughs> like... uh,
1: yeah, she's got to find an oversized bandana to fit that mug. Look at him. <laughs> Might as well just use a pillowcase. Be done with it. Um, I mean, things like keeping your you know wet down, keeping your neck cool. Um, that's more of a medical type deal, a prevention, I guess, protect from the sun. A bandage, splint. Mm-hmm. Uh, rope I mean you could use it as rope it could be turned into some type of tie down something like that if you really needed to I mean it would be a one use thing and not a multi use at that point you'd have to cut it up or whatever but I mean the the, the strength of this thing is probably Mm going to be tested in that scenario but
0: it's possible you can use it that way you know what it made me think of that you used to see I guess they did it way back then and you see it in cartoons and stuff is where how they used to carry their stuff was wrap up all their stuff in something like that and tie it to a stick and carry it. Oh yeah. There's a lot of cartoons that had that on there. Yeah. yeah,
1: Like I'm getting out of here, you know, it, it that, <laughs> I think that was more of a, um, hobo look, yeah. you know, the traveler the, on foot, um, paracord. I don't know. Paracord if, I know, I know y'all are familiar with that. Anything. Oh yeah. But if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's um, I don't even know how to describe it. It's a, it's a widely used military cord rope, if you will, that's tightly woven, and I don't know what it's made out of, maybe polyester mixed with nylon or something, but it's really strong, and it's really durable. Um, I have a bunch of it. Using uh, for just, rock just...
0: climbing and all different things. Yep,
1: yep. And there's different, I think there's different gauges of it. You know, what they're, yeah, what I would suggest is just the the normal, the smallest gauge they've got. I don't know what it's called, the, the thickness of it. Um, Cause you could double that up and I'd have at least, weight wise, I'd probably have at least 100 feet of it. At least.
2: i probably got You're 50 able. yards of twine in my garage too.
1: Twine? You're talking mm-hmm. about the, the furry looking twine? Yeah. Yeah. The, like yeah. the
2: stuff that you, I actually bought it years ago to use to put a bottom onto a chair that was a bottomless chair, you know, like at the old oh, um, hardback. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, how
0: like how they do the caning in the chairs normally. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Yes, yes. So my mom and I mm. put a bottom into a chair that didn't have a bottom, but I've got extra twine and it comes in handy. Fishing line. Use it for braiding and
1: yep. yes. That's probably on here, too. Just hadn't got there yet. But for the paracord, it to create a shelter, ascend or descend inclines, rock climbing, that kind of thing. Um, hang garments, fasten a splint, make a snare. There's all kinds of things you can use with it. I mean, you could do Tie that. the enemy to a tree.
0: That's an, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of <laughs> that, enemy. sanitary pads or tampons. Tampons are good for, like, bullet wounds and stuff. And, and bloody noses. Bloody
2: noses. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Man, but could you imagine that? Because if your nose is bleeding enough, that thing's going to swell up and you gotta try to get it back out.
1: And if you use the duct tape in conjunction with it, you put the tampon in the mouth first, then duct tape over the mouth, and it thing swells up and they'd have no chance of even making a mumble. Nope. Oh, uh, Bandage, shredded, or used as tinder. Never thought about that, but it is cotton. I mean, yeah. for the most part. Okay, silt
2: water. I have a question. I know we're trying to get through this list, but I have watched so many like surviving things, and people are literally fighting hypothermia because they can't find dry tinder to start a fire. Nick, you have a very long beard. Yeah, and you have hair on your head, right? No. <laughs> well, some. I have hair on my head like why don't people why aren't people more resourceful
1: i think i I've never thought about that but i've never i know i know what happens when hair is is singed burn and really I don't quickly. think it would i don't think it would burn long enough to actually catch your next set of tinder size on fire you know what I mean I could be wrong but it's a good question, Nick. We need to try that out, like right now. Can you just cut some of your beard off? And I just want to see if it starts. Okay, never mind. There Nick, you go, Mary. We'll never know.
2: I already know, but
1: I mean, belly button lint—that that's a thing, you know. get
0: the belly button.
1: Yeah, any kind of lint is a great fire starter. I have already told you my story. I keep I keep that in bags. We everything I've I've got a whole Ziploc bag full of it, the camping gear, and I use it too. So, I mean, just saying, it's free. Well, not free, but you got to own a dryer <laughs> to get selected, I guess. But, mm-hmm. um, a stove. Those are little small camp stoves, the single burner stoves. <laughs> um, they're 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 tight, compact. Um, they're just good to have. I mean, you'll want to have hot food. You're not going to want to eat, you know, s- raw sushi out of the lake every time. You know what I mean? You'll want to cook it, um, and in fact, you—you you, it's a necessity to be able to cook it. If you can't, like we were talking about, start a fire. You want to have that at least as a backup, so you can boil water, sanitize water, things like that. You know, um, just a good thing to have. Kind of, a, it's more of a bonus thing. You can get by without it, but
2: yeah, I wouldn't I'd say that's try. an advanced survival tool.
1: Right, right. Um, and those are just some things just to kind of get your brain going. You know, fishing line is multi-use. Um medicine bottles can come in useful. You keep about 4 or 5 of them with you. I mean, they hold documents, they hold and most of them are watertight. Yeah. Good idea. You know, um that's what some people don't think about that. You want to have certain documents with you um just for whatever reason, you know, you can use your imagination of, of what why it would come in handy to have your birth certificate or even driver's license or whatever. Especially in, in a situation where it's a, a natural disaster, that's a big deal. You wanna be able to identify yourself and, and that way they can keep up with you. Families call to you. find out. Do what? I said, or do you? <laughs> well, I mean, like I said, it depends, but in a natural disaster, like a tornado, hurricane, things like that, I've experienced that stuff, um, not <laughs> firsthand, but the aftermath, helping clean up, and the confusion with people not knowing who they are, everything's left in their home, and they have, they, they have you have to go off their word who they are, where they come from, um, and then you've got the issue of families finding families. I mean, it just, it's chaos. So it's it's good to have that in your kit, in your seventy two hour kit. Just just a way to put your documents in something. And the use I would used to say um like a photo, like a film case or whatever, but they don't have those anymore. I mean you yeah, can't those find are, those yeah. anymore. So a a medicine bottle is like a prescription bottle is the best next thing. Next next best thing in my mind. And usually goes all over the house. Right. Also
0: good work as a bobber for fishing.
1: That is true. I was gonna say that actually. That's really neat that you mentioned that because I've seen that actually on TikTok somebody use it. They they super glued the top to it, but it was it worked. I mean, it's already most of them are orange, and you can see them in the water. It's really neat that you mentioned that. (laughs) I thought about doing it myself. Um. Anyway, just just some things to think about. Um. We probably need to take a commercial break, huh?
0: Yeah, we're gonna take a commercial break real quick. Awesome there's Beans, Bullets, and Band-Aids. Beans, Bullets and Band-Aids.
1: Well, 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 welcome, welcome back. <laughs> I have to admit something. I have not bought anything from that line yet. Because you already own it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to. I need to. I will.
2: Well, let's talk about that.
1: Let's talk about that.
2: Let's talk about the things that people already have in their households that they can use instead of going out and buying those items. And we mentioned a lot of those already.
1: That's right. Diapers. See, diapers take up a lot of space. I think I think bandanas would be better. Hell, I would have no shame in my little toddler running around with a Walmart bag on their butt. Honestly, and that I don't that have you can a toddler, kinda, so I
2: don't have to worry about it. <laughs>
1: kind of. Well, I don't really either, but you know my situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, get creative. Like Mary said, look in your house and say, Hey, that I can't live without. That I can't live without. That would come in handy. And then when you got a whole dining room full of junk, start willing it down. Things you really can't live without. That's what you have to do.
2: Hey, you know what I just thought about? And this is kind of funny, but that green screen would come in pretty handy.
0: <laughs> it would. It yeah. could. Good camouflage. I mean, I got so many extras, you know, it's not a bad idea is to go ahead and pre-cut up width, lengths of fabric strips. Yep. So they can be tourniquets or anything. Oh yeah. You can even wrap them on sticks to make torches if you really had to, but that way you're not, like if something really happened, you're not having to rip up your clothes you're trying to wear. You have stuff, you already have some fabric just ready to go. Strips of fabric, a bunch of them can wide wide up to be a little bit of nothing of space. Oh, yeah. Definitely.
2: Well, and I don't know if you guys ever did any of this before or not, but um, my husband's mom made a blanket out of bandanas.
1: I've seen that, yeah. I'm not very good at making stuff like that, but I've seen it done.
2: So maybe a sewing kit, you know, just a simple... A couple of needles and some thread. Oh, definitely a tiny
0: sewing kit. That's not a horrible idea.
2: That wouldn't be bad.
1: I want to say, um, I have to mention this. There's a lot of um, anti-survivalist. So there's there's a a thin line between survivalist and a a prepper. Okay. A, A prepper actually, to me, started out, those people that mm-hmm. want to be ready for anything that could happen, like a natural disaster or a shortage and something whatever, and you have some things for a set amount of days mm-hmm. to get you through that, whether it's 72 hours or two weeks or even a year. Um, a survivalist is the next step from that. It's like you you're looking beyond that end of time frame that you're prepared for. Like you're looking at forever, okay? You're looking at if this never changes back, can I got to be it? able to keep going? Yeah, <clears throat> I want to make that clear. And a lot of times, in my experience, what I've seen in the media is when you go from being prepared—like the government puts out um, tips and 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 things about being prepared, having a seventy-two-hour kit, and keeping your identifications on you. You know, what I mean, they they give you ideas to to do that. They encourage that. But beyond that, the media gets wind of it, and it's like all of a sudden you are an extremist or you're a, a, a tinfoil-wearing person, right, on your head. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that's not the, that's not the case, okay? It, what is wrong with going beyond that time frame that you prepare for and saying, okay, if this is extended, um, I need to know how to survive. Good example, reality. I don't know how many there are in the country, but I'm sure it's a pretty good number there are a lot of people who probably never thought they'd be homeless. Okay. But if they have the skills and to, to be able to put to place, you know, they're in their new situation, not having a home, a job and all that, um, for whatever reason they can survive and they do every day with way less than we ever thought we could, you know, we, we could do it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so don't let, and this is, this is me addressing the audience, but don't yeah. let <laughs> media or, or, people that uh, put down your ideas or fears, okay? We're talking about fears here and try to quell your fears. Oh, that's never going to happen. Five years ago, would you, Nick, have have thought that we would ever be faced with what we're faced with now? No. Because I heard a lot of people five years ago, oh, that's never going to happen in my lifetime. The fear-mongering
0: stuff, you know, just – Fill in the blank. I'm not gonna give a scenario. I don't know if I could say necessarily I wouldn't think it would happen, but you just weren't thinking about it. There's nothing it wasn't prevalent. It wasn't like right there. Right. Like it is now.
1: And we can cite so many different reasons or situations that we're seeing now that could spark something like that. It's not just one thing anymore. It's Cuban Missile Crisis. Okay. That, that was, that got a lot of people, you know, fearful back in the day. And they started doing stuff like this, started thinking of the worst and just be prepared. That kind of died down. Everybody kind of gave back to life. And the next thing came up and the next thing, and the next thing. So it's these cycles that everybody starts to think, okay, well, so it looks like the the society is crying wolf. Okay. Every time we do this, Y2K, we prepare and then nothing happens. So what's the point? I mean, well, there's that one time that it will happen, and it mm-hmm. will last for a long time, and you're not prepared.
0: And then the people like us that are prepared are having the last laugh that you may find. Right. With. The Absolutely. problem is this country has gotten with, with materialistic things and stuff being right there, right now. It's a pampered country, man. Everything's well, right there at their hands. It's.
2: I'm glad you said something about that because I was going to ask. <clears throat> I know, Ferris, for you, you kind of grew up in a home, as did I. No, doghouse. (laughs) Whatever. Chicken coop. Your your parents kind of prepared you at a young age.
1: They tried, (laughs) but yes.
2: Yeah, and so did mine to some degree. We learned how to farm. We learned how to, you know, take care of animals, how to, you know, More specifically, animals, gardening, you know, we knew how to feed the chickens, gather the eggs, you know, live off the land as much as we could and then preserve what we learned. But how much of this are we passing down to the next generation? Because even if it doesn't happen where we need to be prepared, we also need to pass this down to our children so they can pass it down to their children.
0: I think the problem is that every generation we come to are less and less interested. Yes, that's the interest is falling off because we hadn't put it in front of their face constantly, like my parents did me. And in the way, like I it. said, everybody's so pampered, and everything, everything's right there. They're like, oh la di da di da. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. Well, um,
2: I'm interested in my children surviving if something too, should happen. So making
0: them do it is we
1: we as a society lost a huge um resource in the boy scouts about eight years ago maybe a decade now when i'm not going to get into why but there was a a pivotal moment in that that organization that changed the outlook or not outlook the perception of that organization and we knew when it was coming down the pipeline that it was going to change the uh, you know the 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 framework of that (laughs) of the BSA and it went from the participation. let me give you an example. I worked three years in a row at a boy scout summer camp and all three years when I was there, I'm four, I'm almost 42. So this is when I was like 15, 16, 17. Okay. So it was a couple of decades ago. And back then we had six, six or eight weeks, depending on the year, just depending on how many people signed up full of what was it a through I'm trying to think, a through j campsites so whatever number that is 12 campsites whatever it is six to eight weeks full and we're talking a troop in each campsite that's anywhere from four to 16 boys okay so it was pretty busy during the summer lots of per- participation in that back then in the in the 90s and the 2000s now it's like 3 weeks and campsites are half full that might be worse than that that was a couple years ago i don't know what it is now so the interest has dropped dramatically in a decade i mean and it's unfortunate so that that source of the generate a whole generation for that that for that generation the whole source is gone in, in the BSA. Yeah. Even Girl Scouts are the same way. They merged the two, basically. Not really, they didn't really ber- merge the two, but Boy Scouts are, have let in the Girl Scouts, which I actually supported. I actually think that's good. I thought that was a good thing, but um, some people else didn't and all that, but there's a lot of, uh, I'm gonna get down a rabbit hole I want to, but just to wrap this up, there's a lot of angst against that decision, and, uh, it, it, that among others, have caused it to go away. So it's 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 a matter of parents keeping that going. And Nick, you're absolutely right. It just it's just not going anymore. And that was like the last stronghold of information and teaching that we had for adolescents to learn certain skills that that group taught as a basis. I mean, there's a whole if you've never been in Boy Scouts, it's a whole handbook <laughs> that you. You go by to reach certain levels in Boy Scouts and achievements and earn your way through this process. Um, it's been stated that if you reach Eagle Scout, it's like having a college degree. Yeah.
0: And you started no from twelve
1: to eighteen. I mean, it's gone and most for the most part it's gone. You know, um if they so started speaking, having
0: like video games and stuff like that at the Boy Scouts, they'd go. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing is, I believe there's actually
1: video game merit badge, oh you know, so it's there to do. It's just they don't – That's and I'm not saying that's all they want to do, but let's face it. There's a lot of kids these days. That's all they want to do, male and female, you know. Um, I was shocked a couple years ago that I learned that my, my two daughters love playing Modern Warfare and <laughs> all these other games. Really? Like, Really? Like,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's and they don't play it like like all the time. Like, well, playing the, play the video games is fine as long as you don't let it rule your world and that's all you care about. Exactly. Yeah. Go out in society.
1: That's right. Learn... So, so, so to segue into that from the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. teaching to to this other part of this, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to get through it real quick, but I just want to hit the hot points. Um, me and my dad years ago, we kind of wrote this thing up. Um, trying to to take Boy Scouts and his army training and all that and put it into just a quick little summary. It's several pages long, but I'm not going to read it all. I'm just going to read the hot points, like I said. Um, and what other things you need to know or think about other than just the things in your your bug-out bag or city driver kit or vehicle you're going to be, you know, whatever you're going to grab, your totes or full-on luggage or however you plan on doing it. Um, these are all, most of these things are like preparing you before that happens. These are things you need to know or practice or learn before all that. It's not just about buying the things or gathering things in your home or whatever, making a list of things to grab. You have to know how to use the stuff. You have to have your mindset right. Okay. And that's what this is talking about. And this is in no particular order as far as most, important to least important it's just random but number one be fit be healthy take care of yourself if you don't have the strength speed endurance flexibility agility things like that you're not going to be able it's one of the things that you won't won't have in your arsenal to survive and it's it's it you kind of have to have that um i hate to say that there's a lot of people in this country that are not fit including myself i'm out of shape two years ago 'Cause I'm happy and married. Okay. That I admit that. It's not her fault. It's my fault. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it 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 is. You need to be fit. You need to have some level of fitness so that you can use your imagination.
2: Gather yeah, firewood. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna go out on a limb be kind of funny here, but what if a zombie apoco- apocalypse actually happens? Then you gotta get away from them. You can't run from no fool, okay? Mm-hmm. You trying to find a car to get away, right?
2: You know what, Ferris? I don't have to outrun the bear, I just have to outrun you.
1: <laughs> oh, the bear yeah. is not outrunning me. I'm fast as hey. boy. Okay. Next one, okay, strength. All right. And this is not just physical fit. It's it's mental strength, right? It does talk about physical fitness, but I thought about it. It's also mental strength, right? You have to be able to prioritize, um, stay calm, blah, 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 whatever, you know, in situations. Um you have to understand that. Life as you know it is either temporarily or permanently different and it's out of your control and you have to figure out a way to get that control back and make the right decisions based on your mental strength, right? Um, As I said, it's, it gives all kinds of stuff that you could do to be physically strong, but I'm not going to get into that. Find your own P90X or whatever program. <laughs> We're not here yeah. for that. Um, I'm going to skip speed and endurance. Uh, da, 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 da. diet diet's a big part of it get used to eat eat what you store if you're going to do food storage rotate it eat what you store on a regular basis i can tell you my parents do that religiously yep She will can she will you know all this stuff and she will they will eat that for dinner in fact they hardly ever go to the grocery store Because they have their own stuff that they rotate.
0: I was talking about a bit with Lynn. She's doing her thing to lose weight. And I'm like, you know, we should get to where you don't eat as much. Because if something happens, you want your food supply to last. So you don't want to go into something like this being used to just having three plates of freaking dinner. So people, you might want to get used to you don't have to eat eight meals in one hour. Yep. I've got, we've got, we have five acres of
1: land. (laughs) And three and a half of that is barren. Okay, it's just, it's not barren, but it's like, just woods and brush and all that, right? We're not taking advantage of that. Somebody like you, Nick, that's got a smaller lot, you could still have a garden along the side of your fence to provide for, just you and Linda, for example. Yeah. Easily. Easily.
2: Oh, every tomato year, plants will, Give
1: you yep, yeah. plenty of tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, not just that, you could have a dozen different um, uh, yielded produce, whatever it is. Yeah. Every season, every year, and be canning that stuff and be eating. You know what I'm saying? You cut down on your grocery bill. You cut back. You cut down on your weight because it's healthy. It's it's stuff you grew in your yard. There's no there's no third party, fourth party additives to it. It's all out of your garden. You know, and that's a big benefit. Um, and I'm hypocritical because, like I said, I don't have one myself. I want one. It's just a lot going on. So there again, like I said, I'm not. I am beans deficient. But that's okay. But if I can, so if I can get a way to work for that after the fact, I'd be fine with that. Um, educate yourself, it and and, and I mean, every little piece of understanding of things that you can absorb, uh, when it comes to how how politics work, to the, the country itself, to um. Skills, right? Basic skills. Um, just educate yourself. There's a lot out there that you can get familiar with, you know. And, of course, the next thing is acquire skills. The the best way, but also the, maybe the difficult, most difficult way of doing this, is find like-minded people in your neighborhood. Learn what their profession is. Learn what their hobbies are. Get to know your neighbors. Me and Nick have talked about this on a bartering system conversation. Mm-hmm. Get to know your neighbors so that if you've got two doors down, you've got a nurse that works there, and then two doors down the other way, you've got a uh, maybe a I don't know taxidermist. I don't know. You've got all these people around you that do different jobs, have different skill sets, and if they understand the way you do and think the way they do, you do. They are assets. They are people that have skills that you can call upon in these situations. Make sense? Some of those skills are shooting, knife sharpening, swimming, climbing, fire making, first aid, shelter building, land navigation. I'm reading off the sheet, obviously. Um, not tying, radio use, and etiquette, proper care of storage of gear and consumables, um, blah, 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 blah. These are simple skills that you can learn in conjunction with, with the professional skills that may be around you. You know, I I would think a doctor in the neighborhood would be very valuable, right? Obviously. Um, Somebody with military experience,
0: very valuable. Speaking of that, you're going to want to try to have, obviously you can't carry encyclopedias, but some type of survival pamphlets, maybe medical pamphlets. uh, Something that gives you a basic run-on of, like, plants that are good for food or medical. Because something happens and your phone goes down, you ain't Googling it. Yeah, notice good point. Notice we haven't said
1: laptop, phones, TVs. No, nope. there's a reason for that. You can't always guarantee you can have a power source to keep those charged, much less have any kind of internet source to provide information. So having a book or I don't know, cue card, little index cards in your in your backpack or box or whatever vehicle. I mean, I don't right. know. However you want to do it, whatever makes sense to you to reduce space and weight you know, space space use and weight, then do it. I sent, Nick, I sent you a a picture of several manuals that I have. Yeah. Um that I've just collected over the years and I've read all of them. Um does it all stick? No. It's a lot of information. But back when we first started the podcast and, and Mary we asked you, you know, which one would you do it, you have to cater that reasoning to yourself. There's no wrong answer there. By the way, with the, you know, it just it depends on you. Same thing with manuals. Read them, absorb what makes sense to you and how it affects you and yours, and you'll be fine. You don't have to memorize the whole thing. You don't have to really even carry all of them with you. Pick your favorite one or two to keep that you didn't really absorb well. So you'll know it down the road. You'll have it right there. It's a resource. For me, it'd be probably guarding, you know. Take that with me. That way I know I can I can go back to it. Okay. The the farmer's almanac. Yeah. I mean, that's a good last purchase. If you never purchase one ever again, at least mm-hmm. get one habit, you know. Just just a suggestion. I'm not saying it totally makes sense, but educate yourself. Acquire the skills. Um understand Acquire your neighbors. Yeah. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Maintaining appearance and demeanor. Um, this one is is more or less being a good citizen. Being professional. Don't draw attention to yourself by, like some of these, I, I call them, wannabe American nationalists, right? They get pulled over. They cause problems. They want to spit out a bunch of law and things like that and cause a situation to turn into a bad one just because they don't want to cooperate. Right. That's a good example of, of maintaining appearance and demeanor be the person you were before shit hit the fan basically I mean it doesn't mean or don't
0: you don't know what kind of person they were well you have to
1: like I said you have that goes back to educating yourself all right read certain books the art of War is one of them there's a a lot of good books came out of World War II when dealing with um invasions all right I'm just you... saying
0: like I wouldn't suggest Linda's cousin to be who he is oh well there's always <laughs> there's always going to be somebody <laughs> after what you got oh yeah right?
1: so but you being you remaining who you are or were before whatever happens even if it's just a hurricane situation and you're out for a week alright you're in a bad spot you were dealt a bad hand there are other people that probably aren't suffering like you are a lot more people that aren't suffering like you they're there to help be professional about it be courteous about it. Be human about it. That's what right. this is saying. You know, um, you should know certain things that that more than likely would end up being, like, for example, um, I, this is kind of out there, but no police code. No military lingo. No, these are things you want to learn so that you can understand what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And it may be very valuable for you or your group or whatever to know these things. And and you can make better decisions based on the knowledge that you attained before this happened.
0: Makes sense. Have a battery-powered radio on you. It's so a little... Or even, don't they have little radios where you can crank them and it creates the juice? That way you do not ever have to try to keep a power yeah, those it. are like NOAA radios with a hand yeah. crank. We have one at work. The flashlights it... where you can... Well, it's not emotional pressure do on screen, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the flashlight, You were rolling,
1: die- rolling the dice. We know what you're doing. It's okay. There's sh- there's flashlights you, you just roll the dice. And
0: it charges them up. Here. Blow on these.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, Nick. Fan. <Bam. laughs> okay. Um, I think that's about it. It just kind of gets into the the oh, land navigation. These are that's that's a big
2: that's important if you're yeah if you're traveling.
1: Yep. Especially by foot. I mean, yes, it happens as well. Cause look, we I've gotten so spoiled using my Apple map app. I call it the map app, navigation app. Which
0: brings another thing. Have paper maps in case you have to. Oh my god, yeah. And and good luck finding them. I mean, I'm sure they're
1: in like tourist building tourism buildings and things like that, but you can order them on Amazon. Um it's funny because we mentioned the Rand McNally, which is the big truckers map book that's got every state
2: mm-hmm. in it.
1: Right. <laughs> that thing that. is wonderful to have. Okay, but it's <laughs> massive. Okay. I mean, I I think that your 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 plan, whatever that is, should include multiple maps to get you there. If it's from to go from Nick, if you're gonna end up bunking up with Brandon over in California, you should have a state map that every map you're gonna go through. Fold it up, okay, and, and and that's just reality. You may want to get a Rand McNally and shove it under the truck seat or whatever. If that's your way to go. But you can, are you willing to take that out if you lose your vehicle and take it with you?
0: We Maybe always it's important. The, the Atlas book too, which is several maps in it. That's the Rand McNally. Yeah. It's the same yeah. thing. It's just two different.
1: Atlas is one, I think. Rand Man McNally is another brand of map book, but that's what I don't we have. My dad had always
0: had those, but I don't know where to come to think of it. Oh, doing? we
1: my dad, my dad would buy one every couple of years and they were like 40 bucks.
0: Actually, you they're, can. You know where you can get maps, paper maps? Usually at gas stations,
2: rest areas. Rest
1: areas. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's places you can get them, but it just they don't keep a bunch of they don't keep them on hand like they used to. No. There maybe 3 or 4 for that area, state or region or whatever. Um most of the time they're states, I guess, state maps.
2: And a lot of times those maps are only going to show you how far you have to go to get to, if you know how to use a map, they're only going to show you how far you have to go to get to where you're going. They're not going to show you elevation and that kind of stuff. No,
1: but if you, if you know how to look for, and I forget what they're called, and that's a shame because I am a drone pilot, but the, the maps they use for aeronautics, um, the, those actually are pretty dang detailed. I mean, they have to be, they show, Elevation, they show towers, they show everything that affects a pilot is on there. I mean, seriously, and those you can detain those from online actually. Um, if you want a certain area, just get it, print it, you're done. Yeah. You know, if you have the capability of doing it, or you can order it or whatever. But so, there are ways to have to, to, to fight lack of knowledge of land navigation. You can learn that using a compass, things like that. You know, I always had a hard time with what's called orienteering um, with it. My, my brain never really wrapped around it until later in life when I was an adult. And I was like, oh, this makes sense. Okay. True north, magnetic north. Okay. I get it. You know, that kind of stuff. But yeah. finally caught on. It's, it's Some people it's not easy, but it's a good skill to, to learn. What um, do you
2: call it when you, um, oh, I'm trying to think and I can't think of what I want to say. When you're you turned around? have something, no, when you, when you can see something in front, pr- you've got a visual in front of you and you know that if you go to that spot, then you've got your bearing straight and then you find another point spot of reference? to focus. Yes. Well, that's not the exact word. That's but yeah. what
1: it, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking I mean, it's point yeah, of reference. I can't it's, remember
2: uh, exactly the yeah survival
1: you, you go to a point where that. you can, the farthest you can see that makes sense, go to that spot on that bearing, and then you recalculate basically where you're going to go. Right. right, You make sure you're on the same path. Um, There's a word you're... for
2: it, but I can't think of it yeah. right now.
1: I can't either. It's been too long. Uh, let's see. There's just basic stuff, uh, skills or whatever. Uh, carry and use quality gear. So We were talking a little bit about that before, but you don't want to. I would not suggest getting a JanSport backpack. <laughs> they are high quality. There's no doubt, and they actually make. They used to make hiking, but there's so many more brands out there now that are for for the liter size you get in these bags. They're cheaper and they're more durable, durable than a JanSport. I don't even think they. I don't think they sell JanSport anymore. Maybe. I think I, I like the one that I got. I actually have not pulled the trigger on that, but I've looked into that bag, Mr. Nicholas, and i kind of like it too. I do. I want to put it to a test, but for the price, can't
0: beat it. Right now I have it in hand. It's a lot of leader, and it's got extra where if you need more, you can unzip the bottom, and it drops yep. down and gives you a little bit more space. <clears throat> How about a watch? And I, I, I went back to a specific
1: item because there's a reason. Specifically you can't a have wind up watch because if you had yeah, battery dies, you're screwed. Either a wind up or one of those solar case uh Casio yeah. watch Casio, whatever they
0: called watches. I mean one that's gonna recharge itself. Um, Do you remember I don't know if you remember when uh they came out with the first calculator watch? Yes. I remember I wanted it so bad so my mom got me one and sent it to me. I had that thing for about one week and it vanished. Couldn't it vanished. find it for the life of me, it just disappeared it walked off several years later i was like in high school my dad had worked was working at a school called himself the engineer to me he was a freaking janitor and he's his <laughs> office is, his office down in the damn boiler room where all the boilers for heating and school went that are. i go in his office i sit at his desk and what's sitting on his desk my calculator watch he stole it i told you it walked off i had one day my father stole my watch i said I could not find it. Watch. I and he's like, Well, you know, I like watch. There's no excuse to steal your son's fucking stuff, man. That's messed up. He stole lots of shit from us. That's weird. Anyways. Couple more couple more things on this list and we just open
1: topic. We have a few minutes left before a commercial break. Um Faith in Christ or your preferred deity, whatever that is. But for, I know for us three, it would be Christ. Mm-hmm. Have a strong faith in your your doctrine, religion, whatever. Um, because that that usually is what motivates us all in morality and uh drive, survival. You know, we have a reason to live, we have a reason to make the decisions we make. That's a big, big part of Mm -hmm. survival. Believe in something. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's even if it's your own survival, believe in it, you know? But that's not really a religion. That's not a higher power calls cause and what you are you know um and the last thing is i've kind of already mentioned it but involve your friends and family explain to them what you're doing and why like i've done with y'all you know i, I think i kind of started this way back when when i told y'all my history with this and uh why i think it's important that kind of thing um and include y'all don't really have this problem but for me i do but include your children that kind of goes along with the the friends and family thing include your children get them involved early like we were talking about earlier that's important um you're a unit even if it's just you and your neighbors and you live single in your your three bedroom 300,000 100,000 150,000 home doesn't matter um you still have a family unit in your neighborhood um if you don't have an actual family in your house so include those people that make sense. Um there's one other thing. I already mentioned affiliating yourself with like-minded survivalists or people that are like-minded. Yeah. That's that's pretty much it. Those are and that doesn't even scratch the surface, a whole lot more, but those are a lot of the the points that are foundations to to beginning your whatever you want to call it, survivalist prepper, um, adventure <laughs> and, and take Mary's advice too. Don't go out and spend a lot. You may have to spend money, but don't go out and spend money until you've got like, evaluated what you already have and what makes sense. And then, right. you know, build a plan and all that, um, around <laughs> what your deficiencies and needs are. Mary's needs m- medically are, are way different than me and Nick's. Um, Nick's logistical needs may be different than mine. Uh, he's he's closer to a town than I am. Blah 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 blah. So it's every person's situation is way different than the next.
0: You know what else? Yeah. Is good so little when a tool hurricane to have
2: comes,
0: on you? sorry. Sure. You know what? A little, another good little tool to have on you is, and I got one. The little key for those pickets that stores and gas stations have where they don't have the handle on it. They have the little key so that people can't just take their water. Right. You can get those keys. and get them right on Amazon. Keep one of those on you because if you're on the move and you need some fresh water and you come across like a gas station or store or something, you can get yourself some fresh water. To a,
1: Yes, to a point. To a point? Yeah, I
0: mean, it, that water
1: comes from somewhere and if if it's worst-case scenario where utilities are shut down, then you're not going to get that water. It's not going to be pumped to you unless it's gravity-fed. It depends on – like I said, it, it depends on the town. Yeah, That's a good point, though. What, yeah. yeah, what you just made is a good point. Know your town. Know where utilities come from. Um, I know a lot of small towns have – and I, I don't know much about this, but I would assume – there's a, a tower water tower that's gravity-fed that yeah. does a lot of your majority of your your supply, at least
0: close to it. I don't know how that works. Yeah, Florida sold pumped.
2: theirs for $5,000, remember?
1: Huh? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, it's like where my camp is, and I want to mark it. I want to get a map set up. That's where the paper map comes in. And I want to drive around where I know stuff is and then mark on that map, okay, this gas station's here. It has this that I could get to if I needed it. If I go to 20 minutes into town here, I know there's this, this, and this. And just mark territories of things you need to know. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's making a plan.
2: And if you're going to hunker down at camp, like if you're going to leave your residential area and go to camp, know how to get there and different ways to get there.
0: And that's my next plan. Which, I want to, if it came... We were talking about it the other day again because we were coming home from work and traffic, like it always is, is jammed. And I said, this is what will happen. If shit hits the fan, people want to get out of the city because it's bad, this is what's going to happen. Yep. And where I'm at right now that I know of, because I haven't looked real deep into it, I can't get from my house to my camp without getting on the highway to an extent. Because the way it cuts across, I have to get on it and then jump over And I told Lynn, there's got to be, if it means, okay, I can go down these roads so far, but then I'm kind of stuck. But if I drive through this freaking 150-acre field, there's another road over there I can hit. I'll fucking do it so I don't have to get on that damn jammed up highway.
1: It's a lot to to take in um, in the planning process. But when you knock out every mile of understanding that you knock out, from A to B, A home, B camp, in your situation, you feel a lot more, you know, a lot better about your Absolutely. options. You know, you, knowledge is power, right? I mean, that's a cliché thing, but it is. Um, in my situation, I've got, you know, a railroad track really close by. And a lot of times, aside from a railroad bridge, which is pretty dangerous, we've all seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um It's the straightest point from A to B Mm -hmm. and you can get on that thing and pretty much just follow it and you don't really get lost. You know, I know the track close to our house goes to certain towns that have certain either people in them or amenities, resources, whatever. And I, that's an alternative. It's not the best choice, but it's an alternative. So if, if for every whatever reason, the highway that runs north and south from where I'm at to these towns in question get get you know gridlocked which they won't because it's rural. but anyway it's not like where you live or dallas or seattle or chicago and like that these big freeways that could just get gridlocked um i don't really have that problem so my situation is a lot less of a problem than what you're talking about but there still are there still are hurdles and issues that i would run into um, either on the road or in you know, a vehicle or walking or on a railroad track or whatever. So you just go through and you drive and you start thinking, okay, well, that's a problem. That would be an issue. You know, blah, 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 blah. So what do you think? Another commercial break?
0: Yeah, let's take a commercial break. We'll be right back now. Hey, welcome what's going on y'all i'm nick and i'm brandon and we have just kicked off season four of our podcast coast to coast that's right in this season we'd like to invite those of you that are on smule the online karaoke app to join us for a little fun some good old wholesome banter and a whole lot of music and conversation Throughout the season, as a Smeel guest, you will also be entered to win recognition in several podcast and Smeel-related categories.
1: Hell yeah, some of these categories are going to be most viewed episode, funniest guest, and best vocal cover overall, just to name a few.
0: That's right. All you got to do is click the link below, fill out the form, hit submit, and someone will reach out to schedule a date that's best for you. And we can't wait to have you on the show. So come on now, click that link below, fill out the form. Hit submit, and let's get vocal. Dude, this is going to be fun. Well, well.
1: Welcome back, welcome back. The, uh... The biggest thing that worries me, um, I guess to wrap up this show, but is military presence. There's been a lot of debate on various um social media sites that military and, and it's both arguments. It's like, okay, military <laughs> if if we had a sit I have to scenario this in order to explain what I'm saying, even though a disclaimer is that I'm not saying this is going to happen. Just saying, what if? Let's say the country shuts down for whatever reason. Fill in the blank. Okay, like it shuts down. Like nothing can be bought. Nothing is getting to the stores. Everything is empty. Civil unrest starts to happen because nobody knows what's going on. Lawlessness is is rampant. Blah, 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 blah. And the military steps in. And tries to restore order, things like that, which is in, in good faith, a good idea, right? Um, if the reason that country has shut, the country is shut down is malicious in nature from our government, you'll have a lot, you could have a lot of, of people fighting back, you know, the government and the military is is controlled by the government. So that's the scenario. And the debate has been that I've heard or seen military personnel either retired or currently active on both sides of the argument. Oh, I would defend the government because they're my bosses. I have to follow orders or whatever. Um, And then I've seen where I'm not going to go against the American people. My job is to protect the American people. I'm not going to follow orders, blah, 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 blah. And it's a really touchy subject when it comes to – I've never been in the military, but I've got a lot of family members that have been or currently are. Mm -hmm. And that's got to be – for those people caught in the middle, like on the fence that are military or ex-military, it's got to be a tough choice because you're trained to follow orders. But you also took an oath to defend the things, people, People, United States citizens, Constitution, Mm -hmm. whatever. And that's the only part that is a big question mark for me. Everything else I can I can handle. But we maybe have the largest uh, unofficial militia in the world with all the guns that are owned in the United States. Um, but going up against what used to be—I don't know if it still is—but what used to be the number one military in the in the world. Be in the United States military, that's a little bit intimidating, mm, even though we people would have the numbers citizens would um it's one thing owning an a r fifteen or a thirty thirty or a nine millimeter beretta and not but it's another thing knowing how to use it and knowing how to strategize against anybody that may cause you may be a threat to you, including military
0: not impossible, but the military's got way better equipment.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I don't know much about it, but I know that just my wife working on a military base that there's there's a lot of high tech stuff there. I knew that before I even met her. You know, that there's they have a lot of high tech, they have a lot of ability to be able to seek out and get a mission done. And if we have we, I say we, if the American people that are, are fighting this quote unquote tyranny, because they were the cause of it, the government was. I mean we'd be re- reduced to Pony Express and ten cans in a string to communicate. I mean <laughs> we wouldn't have we wouldn't I mean that'd be the first thing they would do knock out communication
2: well, I thought about that when you said something about cell phones and don't you know don't think about there's a reason we're not talking about cell phones and laptops because you might not have the power when Hurricane Katrina hit you know not too far away from where you're at, yep there were there were a lot of people that wanted to check on their families landlines were down yep Nursing there was homes, no yeah hospitals couldn't get in touch with families couldn't get in touch with doctors couldn't get in touch with other nurses to you know bring them in if they didn't come in voluntarily
1: oh it was chaos it was it was from start to finish um I'd say eighty percent chaos there were some pockets here and there in the states that were involved Texas Louisiana Mississippi that um there was some organization but for a week or two it was just bad it you i mean we went down there to do some post cleanup and people were still without stuff still did had heard from families family members outside of the 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 zone the hurricane mm-hmm. damage mm-hmm.
0: zone
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and i thought i'm thinking to myself really i mean all these people walking around you i mean we had cell phones but they were useless you know, we, we had them, we brought them, but they were useless. They didn't do any good. I had a I had a little flip phone, an LG flip phone back then in 2005. <laughs> um, I remember I was, has I it was, been
2: that long ago?
1: Yeah. 2005, 2005. Wow. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then I went when, when Baton Rouge was flooded, that area, we went down there again to help with the post damage recovery and everything. It was the same situation. I mean, it was just a flooding. But it knocked out a lot of people and a lot of so that's 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 a good good point to make, Mary, because this isn't just about um what we're talking about really isn't a temporary situation. It encompasses it, but we're talking about long term. And long term, you've got to accept that you're not gonna be able to communicate with people that you know and love. You just right. not. And you you got to make a decision. Do I just lay down and die, or give up and just wait for whatever happens happens, or do I make a conscious effort to survive on my own? And there for that for that reason alone, there's going to be a lot of people in the in the country if that to ever happen that I'd say at least a couple million that would do that very thing. They would just lay down and
0: die. You know how you could keep up what's going on if it became warlike is if there was a way to get a hold of the big ass radios that the military actually uses to communicate.
1: <laughs> I'm not real sure they use those that particular radio. I know you're talking about the big, <laughs> yeah, looks like a looks like a little Henderson! suitcase. <laughs> no, I think they I think they actually
0: use a lot more <clears throat> compact. I know uh, I was just being funny about that, but seriously, right. if you had the stuff that they communicate with, if you could get a hold of something. Well, that's the
1: thing. I don't know. I, I don't really know how in depth this goes, but you remember? God, it must have been two thousand. I don't even know what year it was, but it was a decade ago, maybe, maybe longer than that. Um, they, the government, took over the um, UHF frequency. Mm-hmm. The the analog, all analog is 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 military. It's government. Basically, it's military, police, EMS, I think mainly military, but UHF is used for that. So everything's – we all use digital. The civilian world uses digital.
0: Right.
1: And if you think about it, UHF is is super easy to – I'm going to say this very weakly. I may not know my facts, but you could build a radio that would that could, could process oh, yeah. UH, UHF. You couldn't do the same thing with digital. No. It's a lot more difficult. You gotta know what you're doing. You gotta be a Joseph to probably do that, <laughs> you know. You can build simple radios easy, right? Right. So they took that away from the from the from the citizens of the United States. They took UH, UHF away, and now we're left with digital, which is a lot easier to wipe out, turn off, right. whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, we lose, we've lost. It's affected this show for me being a part of it because we lost the cell sites around here and we had nothing. You couldn't get a, a text, a call, nothing. Mm-hmm. I've had dead spots before and I'd be able to get a text out or a phone call, maybe not, you know, internet, but I could at least do the basic and when they when it goes down here, it's gone.
2: Yeah. Nothing. When we go when we go to Joseph's parents' house at the river, there's there's nothing. Like they they were saying their goodbyes one day, Joseph and Owen were. And they walked out the door and as they were walking out the door, I was the last one left. And Joseph's stepdad said, Hey, can you watch, you know, your mom, mother in law, uh, while I go to the bathroom really quick. Sure. So I'm trying to send a text message to Owen, who's in the car, to let him know. I didn't pass out, I, you know, like I'm fine, but I'm still in here because I need to stay with Mia while Tom goes to the bathroom. Right. You can't even send a text from the house to the phone, <laughs> uh, to the car on the phone. Mm-hmm. So I know
1: getting at my dad's house is like that. Um, I don't have very good signal when I go there. In fact, if I if I stand on the driveway, I can get like text messages will come through, but I can't see anything out. But when you get into those situations where it's a dead zone completely, how does that make you feel? For me, it's like I've, it's take it's like it takes away a freedom. You know what I mean? That we're that we that we're used to and we take for granted when we have it. It's a really weird feeling.
2: I don't know. Today for me, I kind of wanted no devices extra, like phones and you know technology because Owen and I were watching Dances with Wolves and I don't think he's ever seen that movie all the way through before and I wanted him to see lots of different things about that movie and understand why I appreciate lots of different aspects of that movie um I also wanted to explain to him you know you can you don't have to kill a buffalo and just cut the tongues and skin the hides and, like, you can use all the parts of an animal, you know? There's... yeah, There's lots of different things that you can learn or teach, even when you're just having a everyday conversation with your kids or watching a movie with your kids. Um And every 15 seconds his phone would go off, and I was like, you're not gonna be able to pay attention to what's happening on the movie because... You're multitasking. I'm watching. No, you're not. You're texting. Yeah,
0: that's, that's when you as a parent <laughs> pull the parent card and say, all right, I want the phone. Turn yeah, it off. exactly. It, well, it's really sad yeah. that we came so tied to them because I remember not having that crap as kids. Yeah. You ain't, you know, if you're out on the road, you're not calling nobody. You either go to their house or go home and get on your phone at home. So it's kind of weird, weird to weird. now have a cell phone and if it's no signal going, oh, son of a bitch, like, Remember, you didn't have that one time. Yeah, we were...
2: I, That's have, the thing. We're, we're I have multi feelings. Yeah. yeah, I have multi feelings about it. I I I like it. I like that I have the ability to use it. When I don't have the ability to use it, I do feel a little chained. Um, it's but... a lot.
1: I think it's a lot easier in today's society for our generation to put it down voluntarily when we have access to it. To take a break from it, then to go to an area where we don't have access to it. I think we freak out a little bit more than in the other scenario. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's. When we choose to put it down.
2: Yeah, exactly. Instead of when it's not working. (laughs) And it's a crutch. Well, it's
0: not as easy to communicate. There ain't fricking pay phones on street corners anymore and shit.
1: No, they're not. There, there's a literally a pay phone shells everywhere. Like the the box thing is there, the wind
0: guard, or whatever you call it. So that's part of the, the problem is there's so few of hardline phones anymore that if your cell phone is down, you're doing nothing. Yep. But and and if you
1: think about it, they've got us.
0: They've got us. The I mean, world, I
1: mean, they they've got us. The way the way the times are now has got human beings trapped in that technological bubble. We're dependent on it, so and one day it won't be there, and and I don't I don't know what the likelihood of an alternative would would even a feasible alternative would be in that situation other than Pony Express. That's why I like that movie, The Postman, with uh, yes. Jerry Costner. Yes, um, it it's very it's a very short story, in my mind. Like it's not a lot of it wasn't one of the best ones he's done, but it had a good message in it obviously um and when you look deep into the storyline it kind of tells you okay in this situation all they had to to create a civilization again that communication was vital that that old school of of riding horses delivering mail was vital to mm-hmm. getting
0: there
2: mm-hmm.
0: so i want to go back real quick when you're talking about basically martial law stuff happening because it made me think of a TikTok that we all know about and it's a it can be concerning because even though yeah you have your vets and stuff that would say well i'm sticking with the people but not only do you have the ones who are like well you know my government's who i work for you have some especially the younger ones they're like some of the cops where they get that whole power trip right mm-hmm. So, like, there's that one TikTok of that young lady that's a military person, and she's talking like she's badass. You know, if it comes down to martial law, just know that, you know, my gun ain't only pointing at them. It's pointing at you, too. Like, she's bad. Like, uh, you know, I'm in charge. That's that's not a good thing to have people like that.
1: No, it's not. And, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. she has
0: that right to
1: make the decision. That's how she's going to conduct herself in that situation. Um. It's just unfortunate. I got to understand. I'm not saying I'm not saying that a military person should defend the people. I think they should. That's my personal opinion. But it depends. It depends on that that person,
0: right? You see what I'm saying? Well, to me, it's just like regular law enforcement. You need to keep law and order, but you don't have to do it in a criminalistic right. way. Right. Right. Right.
2: Have you watched that show that Ferris and I talked about several I don't know, maybe a month or more ago now? What was the name of that? Where they dropped people off and they're used to being Lone Wolf survivalist survivalist and they had to work oh, in yeah. teams.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you remember what the name of that was called?
1: No, I don't.
2: Joseph and I watched that not long ago. I re I re watched it with Joseph. Um just because I thought he might find it interesting. And his show that he normally watches on Monday nights is gone. <laughs> so <laughs> freed up a little <laughs> freed free up a little time. Um but
1: she's just slipped right in there. Say we're gonna do this now that you're not doing this.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, now that you don't have your show to watch. Here, <laughs> what do you think about this? <laughs> and he's like, Well there's more mouths to feed and I'm like, Yeah, but there's also more people to gather and hunt and you know like if they if they have a skill and you know they bring something to the table then it's worthwhile
1: that's this is off topic a little bit but that's what i don't like about those shows because i not that but i mean what i don't what i don't like about those shows is the following the production side of it the people behind the scenes yeah possibly instigating um, ideas that pit people against each other in those, in those scenarios. Um, I, Is it likely? Sure. But the only reason why it's likely because they put these challenges in front of them. So real quick, for those who don't know this show, like Mary said, it's, it, it's, It's meant to take Lone Wolf survivalists and put them together and make them win being on a team. They have to be on a team. It could be a team of two or four or however many start. I think they started with five, didn't they?
2: They, It was four.
1: Four. Four teams of four. Right. So you had 16 people and you had to be on a team to win it. So there's got to be at least two people left, right? And then you split the money or whatever. You each get the money. I can't remember how that goes. But there was a lot of backstabbing and um just manipulation and all that and and they throughout the show they would provide a challenge that was related to surviving I, I will give them that they they made it to where you had to like you had to build a raft and get to an island to get um
2: crab traps
1: crab traps right because i mean they had nothing they had to live off the land and it could go on for a year if people would you know kept it going but it didn't seem would did it go like three weeks maybe
2: it didn't go long. I don't think.
1: Yeah, it was maybe a month at the most. And you finally had a winter. Yeah, I think um, they only spent. I mean, that's a long time to be in Alaska, there. though. Yeah. I mean, in that situation, fall
2: in Alaska is pretty cold. <laughs> right,
1: but if you look, if you look at that, what I found was funny is like they they must have had some unmentioned rules that you couldn't do this or that because that land was ripe for survival. I mean, it had fresh water. It had. The mm-hmm. temperatures and the rain and all that was really bad. I mean that well, that probably would – I probably would have lasted a couple of days to be honest with you, and I've been in situations like that. But I'm not like it's hardcore um, Bear Gillis or whatever his name is. You know what I mean? I'm not that person, right. but um, I can be if I'm pushed to it, but I don't have to be right now. So why – I mean I would probably be like, nope, I don't need this money. I'm gone. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm not a competitor well, because of the cold the- and all that
2: part of the reason that i mentioned it was because choose wisely you know who you decide to bring into your team of people
1: absolutely yeah
2: and also um there was there was one guy on there that said he didn't believe that the competition created this side of people the ugliness of you know, stealing people's sleeping bags, or you know, damaging and destroying, looting, and it, that kind of thing. He thought that that was just the way that people already were. They either came into the competition that way, or they didn't come into the competition that way. Um, and we all know that, you know, in a in a really bad scenario, <laughs> sometimes it brings out the worst in people.
1: It it does.
2: Um. So I think that goes back to one of the things that you read off the list that to me is very important, which is, you know, how you, how you hold yourself, your values, your morals, your demeanor. demeanor. Exactly. Um, because if you can get along with, you know, John Deere green that (laughs) comes by, like if you don't, if you don't feel attacked and he doesn't, you know, feel attacked, then Maybe you can work out some kind of a deal. Maybe maybe things will work for you.
1: Yeah, you got to find a common ground and a goal that's that benefits all in a yeah, situation exactly. well like that. And they they didn't really couldn't really do that. Um, it.
2: Well, yeah, it was a produced television show, but <laughs> yeah, you though. can you can take bits and pieces from little things like that. Like today, when I was watching Dances with Wolves with Owen. I was telling him, you know, it's it's kind of sad because this movie shows you the you know, the Native Americans were afraid of what would happen when the white people came. The white people had this, you know, idea in their minds of what the Native Americans were like. You can't take a group of people and just regurgitate the information that has been fed to you by other people get to know them, get to understand, you know, what they're about. Um, Don't judge a a book by its cover. Don't judge a group of people as a whole,
1: but also don't blindly trust either. Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. But there's, for me, there's little ways where we can, we can, pick up things if we're willing to. And those are little moments that are teachable moments if you use those moments wisely.
0: Hear, here. There, there. I agree. I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, it was
1: good. It was a good ending monologue. I liked yeah. it. Wrapped up everything that we were talking about. Beans Bulls and band aids So get started. Bean's Bulls and Band-Aids.
0: At least Nick start is... processing the idea of it in your head cause... yeah
1: what did what did I tell you? What was that advice I gave you Brandon uh, Brandon? why did I Brandon brandon, you're not here, Nick is here. that's not Brandon what would i what did I tell you Nick? remember what I told you about the the, the process
0: you told Maybe me like anymore. you said, make sure you get with Lynn, talk things through, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm getting at was one of
1: the things that I emphasized was that just, just start somewhere. Yeah. Because you said it was very overwhelming about knowing what to get, what to have, how to do this or that. Start somewhere. It don't matter if you start food storage or you plot out your plan or start addressing medical issues or talk to Lynn and, and, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter where, just get going because everything else is, everything is so connected. That once you start going this direction, all of a sudden, well, I need to have this too. If I got food storage, how am I going to carry all this stuff if I got to leave? Right? So now you're talking about logistics. So it's all connected. Just start somewhere. Start figuring it out for yourself and your your family. And that's all it is. It's just, it's a plan. Make it happen.
2: There's nothing wrong with being prepared and not needing to be prepared.
1: No, you put gas in your car to last you a prescribed amount of days to go to work. I mean, you're preparing to travel that, you know, exactly. this, we do that every morning, every afternoon, we prepare this, we think ahead a little bit. Okay. I got to do this to get this done and do this. You know, I got to get a shower to go to work because I don't want people to think I'm stinking because that's just part of the job. I don't want to, you know, you're preparing to succeed. And this is a, this is the same thing. It's just, you're, you're preparing to succeed in survival
0: right
2: good job
0: guys there's things I wish I would have. like I said earlier I wish if there was a way for me to know we would be where we're at right now there's things I would have done different certain things I would have learned a long time ago things I had that I could be using right now that I got rid of and now I'm like son of a mother hole <laughs>
1: <laughs> t-shirt t-shirt <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you there, buddy. Yeah. It's the same thing for me. I, I told you about what we did as a family, a, a distant family, um, years ago, and if I had taken my own learnings and you know what I've been talking about tonight and actually put them in place over the last decade, mm-hmm. but I didn't. Life, prioritizing. You have life and
0: so. not really nothing was really in front of you saying this could happen everybody was just so
2: but you're still breathing. i would like so you can always start right now
0: well that's the that's knowledge. the point
2: and N- it's never yeah. too late just do exactly. it exactly
1: yeah it's never too late I, i've actually been doing some things towards that myself but uh i think we're out of time yeah um if if in the comments, if you've got some multi-use items that we didn't talk about, mention them in the comments. Tell us because I want to know. I may not know about it. And or if you'd like I'm to always, answer the
0: question, are you a beans bullets or band aids first? What, what what are you beans bullets band? And do it two ways. Do it currently. What's most
1: important, and what would be most important after the fact.
0: I like it. With that, like, subscribe, it. comment, share. Say hi to Pharisee right over there. Enjoy his stuff. Go down, look in the description, check some things out. And we'll be with you next time. Survive. Prepare. Later. Some band aids. Later, guys. <laughs>